the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well... Welcome back. If you made it back. <laughs> oh, I got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. There's a, um, it's unbelievable. Stock market uh, just yesterday, let's see what it does today, made a, an all-time new high. Well, I, don't, I shouldn't say the stock market. I should say the S&P 500. And interesting, um, you know, markets don't wait for bad news to happen to go down and they don't wait for good news to happen to go up. Markets try to anticipate what's going to happen and they move ahead of time. So I would say that the expectations are that the economy is going to be doing well. And based on what I'm seeing in in stock prices, it's been uh, kind of nice. Interest rates are still incredibly low. Probably not going much higher anytime real soon. And so you still got a lot of, uh, um, that, that, is, that is the hardest part about this whole thing. Interest rates being so low, you don't have another option really. I mean, the dividend yield on the S&P 500 is higher than you can get in a CD. And think about that for a second. So dividend, by the way, they're taxed at a lower rate. So if you're looking for income, you might want to actually start looking at stock funds, dividend-paying stock funds. And you've got to be really careful when you do that. You've got to be extremely careful because a lot of the dividend funds out there are actually very aggressive, much more aggressive than people think they are. And they put the uh, they market the dividend yield because they know that people think that they're conservative. And then you look inside at what they're doing, you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, these guys are not conservative. This is uh, they're, These are aggressive growth funds. And uh, I think that's hilarious. Well, I think it's hilarious. I, I think it's hard if you're an individual who doesn't do this for a living and doesn't have access to all the tools, because that is rough. That's incredibly rough. So at any rate... Um, Looking into going forward, I, th- I think the interest rates are going to probably stay low for an extremely long time period. I hope they don't go negative uh, at some point in time. You know, a lot of countries around the world, they actually charge you to hang on to your money and keep it safe for you. Yep. You have to pay them to hold on to your money. And I'm just really hoping that we don't get to that point here 
Not that it's the end of the world. You're always going to have these indexed, fixed indexed annuities, by the way, which, again, I, I can't tell you how. I never thought I'd be talking about those. That being said, I'm talking about them. <laughs> Why? Because the insurance companies can, they've got less risk than we do. We're people. People have life expectancies. That means we're going to die one day. The insurance companies just keep marching on. And they can take, they can afford to take risk. They can afford to put investments into financial markets because they don't have to worry about dying when the market's down because they're never going to die. So if the market's down, they just wait until it recovers. They can get their money back. The, uh, they can get your money back. They can guarantee you a much higher income than you can guarantee yourself. And that's pretty interesting. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that uh, on today's show. We're also going to talk about the Lookout for the Bull website. It's undergoing some changes, um, just changing ownership, really. I'm going to, um, Mike Seeger is going to be the, the guy that's running it now. He's going to continue to run it. I'm just going to be hanging around as an advisor and uh, helping him on a day-to-day basis. There are always some kinds of changes going on, and uh, it's amazing. Uh, I, it's going to get a little simpler, actually. And we'll talk a little bit about companies that have come up there. That's going to be the last part of today's show. Um, by the way, this is a hobby. If stock picking for you is more than a hobby, it's because you're either retired or you do it full-time for a living. <laughs> because today, you have to put in an unbelievable amount of time. And stocks move really fast. You don't believe that? There's a, uh, uh, I know you believe it, but look at GameStop. I mean, that's just, it blows my mind. The GameStop. You know, I talked about that on this radio program two years ago, and the stock went down a lot. <laughs> and I think it went down, uh, oh, probably two-thirds from where I started talking about it. So it's down about two-thirds. And I had purchased long-term options on that company, and they expired worthless. So I lost that money. And uh, if I had continued to do that, holy cow. The uh, of course you would have to you'd have to sell, and uh, you'd have to pick a a point. I would have gotten stopped out no 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 doubt. Anyway, the stock closed at fifty fifty three dollars yesterday, and it got to four hundred eighty seven bucks. It was down in the single digits when I owned it, <laughs> and uh, so that's what it's like. It, you know, I can laugh about it because. I know. I, this is a very extreme example of what you're going to see in the stock market when you start looking really closely. This is what I feel, uh, I guess, um, compassion for in individual investors who really don't want to have to put up with fluctuating prices. They'd really prefer not to do that. I would prefer not to do that. If I could get a, a 5 or 6% CD, I could put you know, 70% of my money in there. And then another 30% I'm going to put in stocks. But there are no 5% CDs, and we're not seeing 5% CDs, maybe not for the next 20 to 30 years. Think about that for a second. You know, our uh, Fed president, he said that it was going to be, well, right before they started changing. No, he's still the Fed president. My mind is going on me. <laughs> Don't get old. <laughs> But the Fed president said interest rates were going to stay this low for the foreseeable future. When you look at what kind of shape the government's in, interest rates are not going real high. I heard of a, I heard a guy 
saying that his he had a three percent guaranteed option in his four hundred one k plan, and I was going, "Wow, you should take that." You know, for the fixed portion of your account, you should take that. Because right now, 3% is a really high number. You can't get a 3% CD anywhere. Well, maybe in Russia. Maybe Russia will sell you a 3% CD. Or maybe Greece. How about that? Or in Greece, they'll sell you a 3% CD. <laughs> you may end up uh, not getting any of your money back. But anyway, so this is what is, is pretty tough. But there are solutions. There are solutions. And new solutions are coming out uh, every day. I really like what I'm seeing. Uh, insurance companies are stepping up to the plate. They're helping us out here. They're actually combining uh, resources with uh, mutual fund companies and brokerage firms. So kind of like you've seen in the pandemic, all these countries coming together, all these businesses coming together. Uh, we're going to share the rights. We're going to Share the profit. That that that's how you know the profit's huge. By the way, when they just when they decide there's enough to share, <laughs> and everybody's going to get a little piece of it, you know those profits are massive, <laughs> and uh, which is not a bad thing. That's one of the reasons that the stock market's been doing so well, you know, because it is actually profitable for an awful lot of companies, an awful lot of companies, and uh, that's not a bad thing. They're making money, saving lives. I think that's a pretty good deal. You save my life and I'll pay you some money. That that that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, but uh and anyway, and it's also led to pushes in new technologies. I it's unbelievable how fast this stuff is rolling out now. You know, now that we need it and now that it's kind of an emergency, little little fire on the worldwide economies. Now they're 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 cranking. That's a uh that's the silver lining to this whole thing is that technology has been increasing at an increasing rate. The, well, I should say the deployment because this is where, I mean, I mean yeah, I guess I'm a little bit nerdy, maybe a lot. It depends on who you ask, but the, uh, I read a lot of science uh, magazines and just because I have interest in it and I like to hear what different things are under development and I'm telling you right now, I've been saying this, I don't know, since I did my first radio show back in 1996, every problem the world has, every single problem has at least five viable solutions, at least five. We can solve all the world's problems. There's no doubt. They're already there. How, the, the reason that they're not deployed, why aren't they deployed? How come nobody's doing it? Well, because you've got politicians involved. That's what happens. Politics get in the way, and it's all about the money, and it's all about who's got the power now, and how can they keep hang on to that power despite the change? Well, change is inevitable. So you know what I say? Instead of, well, this is where we always did it. We're always going to. No, you know, you guys need to go to the back of the bus. <laughs> Let's get the people who are, you know, change is not a bad thing, especially when it improves your lives and quite possibly saves your lives. And how about your kids and grandkids? You don't care about them? And uh, you know what happens when I confront someone like that? First of all, they they take me off their Christmas card list. The secondly, second thing, they get really quiet. 
and they get really mad. Those faces turn really mad. So I'm glad they're not. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm glad they don't belong to any of those militias that attack the White House or the the Capitol building. I'm sorry. The uh, but anyway. So you're allowed to have your opinion, by the way. And as far as I'm concerned, I think you know that that's one of the things that makes this country a really great pr- place to live. You can have your own opinion. Doesn't matter how stupid it is. <laughs> You're entitled to it. <laughs> and the, uh, uh, and I've got, I've had a ton of dumb opinions in my lifetime and you don't really realize that until you get much older, you look back and you're like, mm, wow, <laughs> did I really say that? Did I, did I really think that at that time? And, uh, so that's life. Just try to lean back and enjoy it. The, uh, sometimes it's hard, but sometimes it's pretty easy. It's as easy as you want it to be. Anyway, as I was saying, you've got multiple options to to cure every problem that the world has. We can cure world hunger, no sweat. No sweat. We actually, there's, you know how much food we throw away every day in this country? If we saved a portion of that, we're able to save a portion of that, it would feed about a quarter of the uh, uh, population that's not getting enough food every day. And just the waste, just the waste product. So it's very fascinating. That's why I liked reading all this stuff. It's very uplifting knowing that, yeah, and what will happen, this is typically how we act as humans. We wait until it's almost too late. (laughs) We wait until the effort to clean up and fix it and get it the way it should be takes about three times as much money (laughs) as it should take. And, And then it happens. Finally, <laughs> so I don't really worry about it too much. I know the answers are there. I know that sooner or later we'll actually get around to it. And, uh, you know, you're hoping that it would happen sooner than later. And a lot of stuff that's been going on lately has been, uh, this has been a big shot in the arm. Uh, the pandemic's really pushed, I mean, it's really pushed things forward. You look at how fit, this is the, the world record for getting effective vaccines made. I mean, it was just Less, it was a little under a year ago or a little over a year ago that everybody was uh, I don't, panicked because we didn't have a vaccine. And now they're rolling them out in millions of doses. That's mind boggling. So I'm very encouraged by that. And it's actually very good for the stock market, which is a good thing because interest rates stink. They are so low, you can't. You can't you know, 1% of a million dollars is only 10,000 bucks. 1% of a million dollars is $10,000. So if you had a million dollars and you're going to put your money in a CD and try to live off the interest, you got $10,000 before taxes. <laughs> then you have to pay taxes on that. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to have something else. And that something else is going to be a combination you can do mutual funds. You can do dividend-paying stocks. Mutual funds are a lot of really good ones out there. In fact, there's some that actually use the momentum thing that I was talking about earlier that I really like. I mean, they they actually manage the stock or the dividend-paying stocks. And check this out: they use momentum on that. They actually use price movement. I think that is hilarious, but I also think it's a really good thing. I think it's an awesome thing. I'm so uh, encouraged by most of what I see out there. It's 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 pretty cool. Uh, it's not easy. And uh, by the way, you know, people. Here's my personality. 
if I see two paths and one of them is straight and it's flat and it's clean, and then I see another one that's uh, looks like you know left hand side of Mount Everest, I'm, I'll typically take that one. <laughs> that's the one I like to go to because I just really like a challenge. You know, I'm getting a little old for that, but the uh, I'd still that that's in my personality. So uh, you have to understand that. So I don't really mind the challenge. And, and this is all about mindset, by the way. You can do whatever you think you can do. So if you want to build a, a portfolio, you want to put a portfolio together, just get yourself educated. Uh, go out and do it. Go climb up Mount Everest. And uh, that's kind of, uh, for a lot of people, that's going to be very equivalent. Actually, for a lot of people, putting a portfolio together is a lot harder. They'd rather climb Mount Everest. <laughs> there are tons of people who really don't want to take a whole lot of risk. Well, you know, and I feel bad for them because they have to take some risk now. These days, you have to take some risk. Without a 5 or 6% CD around, you've gonna, you're going to have to take some risk. When we come back from commercial messages, we'll talk about various allocations that you could use and some new products that you can use to try to make that as comfortable as humanly possible. So now that I hear the music, that means i got to take the break. Listen to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned because I'll be right back. Hey, you're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here work every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420. You can also find this on my website, the podcast, the uh, iHeart as well. Uh, and I think it's carried under Google, uh, Google Apple's uh, iTunes store as a podcast. And let's see, or you could just call me, 330-664-0700. If you hear something you'd like to know more about, feel free to reach out. It's, a, uh, it's been kind of interesting, the... Uh, Taxes and all the tax changes and all the legislation that came out because of the COVID, being able to push back your RMDs to age 72, that's kind of neat. Um, there's a, uh, nothing is as constant as change. You know that? Yeah. So I made that little saying up years and years and years ago, and I've been, I'm, I'm sure people are probably tired of hearing me say that, <laughs> but I just can't believe the amount of change. I mean, it's just like, it's relentless, <laughs> just continuously. And uh, it's it's okay for people like me, but, you know, I am I really like change. I'm one of those people that, that really doesn't mind change. But uh, you know, even sometimes this can be a little much when you're seeing the, the level of changes that are going on. It's tough to keep up with. 
The science part is really cool. That, that to me, is, is, is a lot of fun. You know, they're doing some things that, uh, and it's so interesting to, to be reading the, this stuff and, and hearing what these big companies are, are doing behind the scenes. Um, you know, there's a, there's a huge movement towards fuel cells, and you're not hearing a lot about that. You're hearing more about electric cars. Well, a fuel cell is an electric car, but it generates its own electricity using natural gas. Think about that. And they don't burn the gas. In fact, the only uh, pollution that you get from that is pure water. <laughs> there is no pollution. It comes, uh, pure water comes out instead of fumes. So that's pretty cool. It, and by the way, a lot of the equipment is the same as the electric car equipment. Think about that for a second. By the way, um, they convert natural gas. Well, you can use natural gas. That's what some of them use. Some of them use hydrogen. Hydrogen can be pulled out of the air. Actually, our uh, our air is two parts hydrogen. <laughs> hydrogen is the most abundant element in the entire universe. And they can use that cleanly on these fuel cells. It is mind-boggling. So, by the way, is, is Tesla going to be overturned or upset because of all these other electric car companies? Nope, not really. They won't be upset because they'll probably just convert a lot easier to convert, uh, you know, just like when the first engines came out, I don't know what they were, uh, a four cylinder, maybe that was a straight <laughs> four cylinder. And then you got these 350 horsepower a few years later. Well, the electric cars that are coming out today, um, they can just morph into using these and it may not go in that direction. I thought it was going to go in that direction a long time ago. And then fuel cells just kind of dropped off the, uh, you know, the edge of the earth for lack of a better comparison. And uh, now there looks like some of them are coming back. So that's pretty cool. You got this company called Bloom Energy out there. You want to see something interesting, look at that. They call it energy servers. They convert natural gas into um, electricity. And Walmart's running a lot of their distribution centers on these things. Google's using them to power their uh, regional offices, some of their home offices. It is a, it's mind-boggling. So it, it's really, by the way, it's very positive. It's very positive. I, I, I wouldn't want to, well, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't mind being young again, <laughs> but it's going to be harder for younger people because you're going to really have to go to school. You're going to have to get some really good training if you're going to make a, a decent living going forward. And uh, because this stuff is all highly, it's high tech, it's highly specialized. You know, there will be a lot of opportunity to learn how to fix a lot of these cars, how to keep them going. Um, I need to talk to somebody about developing a cleaner. I have a client, and I know he doesn't have time for this, but uh, he's uh, actually, they own Blaster Chemical. And uh, Blaster, nothing's faster than Blaster. You know, it's kind of the penetrant. They got a whole line of products now, but the uh, uh, competes with WD-40. The uh, Those guys are, uh, um, and they They've been growing like crazy. And every time I talk with uh, uh, Tom, he's the, the owner, I'm going, hey, Tom, when, when are you going to develop a, a product that you can spray on connections for the uh, electric cars? Because you know in Ohio, all the snow and the, the chemicals, the salt and, and everything else they put on the roads, that gets all over everything. 
and it corrodes almost everything. And one thing we know for sure is electric car that has to have, that's got dirt on it, that slows down and drains the battery much faster. I don't know if you knew that or not. It's called resistance. And so if you got this resistance and mostly just the northern states, the uh, that's it's going to cause your battery, your car batteries to drain. Now, listen, I have this radio show recorded. I'm saving this radio show because I'm required to. If you try to take that idea and run with it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, there's, there's my contribution. <laughs> this is my contribution. Maybe I'll see you guys on Shark Tank. The, uh, but if you were to spray these cars with a with this product uh, provides like a lubricant and a cleaner in uh so that the um what you call it all the build up the grime the the salt the dirt and all that doesn't slow your connections down that would be i think that would be an excellent product and and I know it's going to be much more necessary in the future than it is today you know and i and I, it cracks me up <laughs> people talk about the driverless cars oh they're going to wreck they're going to crash um Okay, let me put it to you this way. We've had computer-assisted mechanical machines where they help steer the machines since the 1970s. You may have heard of them. They're called jets. (laughs) You cannot, a a human can't respond quickly enough in one of the fighter jets that we have to be able to fly it by themselves. So they've been, uh, when you could, if you rigged it and and didn't do a whole lot of stuff, but you can't do what they do without computer assistance. So this has been around, this technology has been around a very long time. The, uh, they have this thing called redundancy. It means they have systems that are running behind the systems and testing the systems so that if something unusual happens, like, you know, the plane turns upside down when it's not supposed to. (laughs) <laughs> the uh, another system shuts that one off and takes over. And that's why it's so safe to travel through the air. I mean, think about that for a second. I know some of the people are probably uh, really dreading the analogy that's coming up here because they've heard it so many times. <laughs> but when you're in a plane and you've got several hundred people on board a plane and that plane is four or five miles in the into the atmosphere, thirty thousand feet. That's almost six miles. The uh, it's over five miles. I think yeah, it's over five miles. The uh, so you're five miles up there. there. There's no breathable air up there, by the way. That that's why they have to circulate the air through the plane, and that's actually why everybody gets sick when they go on there. But that's beside the point. Um, you're going several hundred miles an hour. Look how heavy that plane is. Okay, and so you got all this weight that you're propelling several hundred miles an hour. By the way, it doesn't fly unless you, you uh, it doesn't fly fast, unless you get it going up really, really fast. Well, my point is that all those people in this metal tube with these engines that burn at a couple of thousand degrees Fahrenheit on these wings, which are carrying the fuel that are just slightly above those engines burning at a couple thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, you got to believe there's some risk there. and But it's still, why is it one of the safer ways to travel? Because we take precautions, because they prepare. You know, you are, you learn to handle the risk. Portfolio, same thing. 
You got to learn to handle the risk. You're not going to be able to avoid a storm in an airplane if you're flying frequently. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to fly through some of those things. You prepare for that. You have things in place to help you navigate through and make it to the other side. Same thing with your stock portfolios, which you're almost everybody is going to have to have. You have to have some an idea of what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. Uh, thankfully, there are a lot of tools that we have today that are, have improved ginormously. I love using that word. <laughs> but they've improved... I mean, it's unbelievable how much the improvements been just since I've been in this business. So you can navigate through this. I'm I'm pretty confident that you're going to be able to do that. The uh, now, your personality is going to have a, a large impact on your portfolio. Why? Well, because if you try to jump in and jump out of of markets and try to anticipate and predict, you're going to lose. It's not if; it's when and how much. So you don't have to know exactly when things are going to happen. You just happen to, you just have to know that over time stocks have a tendency to rise and they have a tendency to outperform other types of investments. Why? Well, we can get into that into another show. But for now, stocks have been the best performing asset class. The the problem with it is they fluctuate a lot. Like a lot a lot. And the people that try to predict what's going to happen and get in front of it and do it first are typically losers in the long run. They end up hurting their performance so badly that, you know, they'd probably been better off in the 1% CD. So you've got to get, you have to really know a lot about it and you got to know a lot about yourself. When you're looking at your portfolio, what kind of stuff do you have in there? Is it dividend based? If Is it based on the amount of profit that the company's earning? Those are the ones I... I like a lot, by the way, most stocks won't pay dividends for very long if they're not making a profit. Okay, think about that for a second. How do you continue to pay out dividends if you're not making profits? Well, you can actually borrow money and then pay that out. And a lot of companies do that, by the way. So I'm not really interested in doing that because that's extremely high risk. And sooner or later, it, uh, most of those companies end up going away. So it's interesting. And having said that, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, I'm going to circle back here. And, and I told you I would talk about fixed index annuities, uh, something that uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually very thankful that somebody thought these up. This is just proof to me that there is actually really a God out there because somebody had to inspire somebody to come up with this because we're not smart enough to come up with this on our own. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Anyway. So here, here's what I'm thinking. Your typical 60-40, that's, that's typically the most common uh, breakdown between stocks and bonds in the country. Now, you're hearing a whole bunch of people saying, look, that's not going to work anymore. You're going to have to go 70% or maybe 80% in stocks and take 1% on the other you know, 30 or 40% or 20%, whatever it's going to be. And I'm saying, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, that that's a valid, you could do that. Uh, your money's more liquid that way. You're not likely to make as much as you would like to make doing it that way. So if you took that 60-40 and you broke it down into 60-25-15, think about this for a second, 60-25-15, 25 goes into a, a fixed 
annuity that's got a yield that's more in line with long-term fixed income averages. Depends on what you want to do. The, uh, the distribution yield, that's how much they get based on how much you put into it. Okay, In your 40s, it's really not that high. It's about 4.5%. In your 50s, uh, mid-50s to early 60s, it gets up close to 5%. When you're in your mid-60s, it gets up close to 6%. Depends on how old you are. So that part, if you want to know more about this, just feel free to email me, bill at bullingtoncapital.com. Go to my website, just request us. By the way, if you do go to my website and fill out the contact us form, um, please do me a favor and put your question in there. <laughs> I get a lot of people say, I want to be contacted, and it doesn't tell me why. And uh, I will, I'll reach out. But uh, it, it's a little easier if I, have, if I know what I uh, need to prepare ahead of time. Anyway, so here's the new 60-40. You go 60 25 in uh, annuity 15 in regular fixed income. That 25% in the fixed index right now is paying substantially higher than, than other fixed income. It is not the same, by the way. It's not the same. I think this is a good, viable option, though, that most people should probably consider. Uh, you could actually go 50-50. You could do 50% into equity and then 50% a fixed index annuity or a fixed annuity, some some form of guaranteed income for half the money, and then the other half you're going to uh, use for inflation. So, and by the way, those are just two. Those two ideas just came to my came to me when I was thinking about today's show. Whatever what you should do is really based on what your risk tolerance is, what your goals are, what your need for income is going to be. So if you have questions regarding that, you know, feel free to uh, reach out. I'd be glad to talk to you about it. That's what we spend most of our time doing, trying to plan for a comfortable retirement, uh, as comfortable as we can be. And I put all the uh, resources and tools that I have, uh, I'll put them to work for you, help you, try to find uh, whatever it is that, that you're looking for. I've got databases like you wouldn't believe. And I, I find it hard to believe I'm paying that much for these databases because uh, just because I need it. I feel like I need the tools to do the best job that I can. Now that I hear the music, that means I get to uh, take a real quick commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. Back. 
My name is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning on 1420. I believe we're being simulcast on 1220, and that's a 50,000-watt signal. I'm understanding that correctly. <laughs> so if, if sometimes you're having a hard time picking it up on 1420, you can actually use 1220. Uh, you can get a copy of this on my website, BullingtonCapital.com. You can find it on iTunes, iHeart, it's, uh, podcast services. It, it's all over the place. <laughs> Just uh, throwing it everywhere. Anyway, if you hear something that you'd like more information on, feel free to reach out to me. The, uh, and believe me, um, we have a hard time calling back all the people that want to talk to us. So if you don't want to be followed up with, that's fine. Uh, if you just want some information and uh, we'll just send it to you and we'll leave it at that. So uh, what we were just talking about the uh, fixed index and, and annuity. There's a, there are a bunch of different types of annuities now. And they've been coming out. Um, some of them are extremely flexible. Here's something that came out. One of the things that people didn't really like about a fixed index is that you're that's something that you really, it's a long-term investment. To get out of it could cost you as much as 8 to 10%. That That's a pretty big hit. Um, I don't think it's a big hit because I've seen stocks drop 50% in a day, in actually in five minutes. So uh, look at GameStop. <laughs> The, uh, but, you know, a lot of people don't like that idea. And then I, that's fine. I get it. Uh, the reason that you're investing in that is really for the fixed or the guaranteed portion. That's really what that's mainly for, in my personal opinion. There are others. There are investment-only annuities that now have started adding riders that you can, you can add these riders, these benefits, what an insurance company refers to as a rider, that will guarantee a minimum rate of income. Off of a pure stock portfolio, this is a brand new development. They will guarantee an income off of a pure stock. Now, I know everybody goes, is it going to be 7%? No. <laughs> it's going to be 4 And by the way, if interest rates were less than 1% and you had to guarantee something, how much would you guarantee? Well, I know a lot of you would say, well, I'll guarantee whatever and then never pay it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, um, but anyway, so 4% is a, uh, an income for an individual and they'll take, they'll give you 4% on the account balance every year. They'll take a look at it. If the balance is higher, they'll bump it up. Think about that for a second. And this is what's really wild. I really can't believe they're doing this. Not in today's environment. This is, I, I think this is very attractive in the right scenario. So you can get 4%. If the account value goes up next year, they'll raise that. If the account value crashes, they keep it at 4% for as long as you live. For as long as you live, they'll keep paying that. That's pretty good. That's really good. And, um, boy, the, there are so many other things that you can do with this. It's uh, There's actually just too much to really talk about in one show. I, at some point in time, I'm going to have to devote an entire show just to the various options on annuities. And I know a lot of people really don't like annuities. I get it. A lot of them are expensive. A lot of them are incredibly expensive. A lot of them don't deliver nearly as much benefit as some of the others do. But to think that all of them are, are bad because some of them are highly expensive, that, that's not a good, you know, well, it's not a good opinion as far as I'm concerned. And I know it, it's hard, especially if you've gotten burned by a, a really expensive annuity and you had to take the money out and then you had to pay a penalty and all that stuff. Yeah, that is rotten. Um, you want to make sure that you really know what you're getting into before you get into this. 
And that product that I was just talking about, by the way, doesn't have a sales charge, doesn't have a penalty. There's no fee to get in or out. It's got 350 funds, Vanguard, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price. I mean, you name it. You can do a lot of dumb stuff in it, too. They give people a bunch of uh, uh, really aggressive, super aggressive things that you should never be doing. And why are they doing that? Because they're trying to please everybody. (laughs) I would just say no. (laughs) If you want to do that, hey, fine. You know, that's kind of like Vegas. You want to gamble? Go to Vegas. The uh, And I don't think this, I don't think, well, I don't think the states, you should like have to uh, allow it if you don't want to. You know, take a vote. Decide who, whether or not you want it. Because you know what? You can always go to Vegas. You know, it's completely legal there. There's a bunch of places on the East Coast you can go to. The um, I just uh, I just know what the odds are. When you're playing in those in the casinos, and by the way, if the odds didn't favor the casinos, they wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't be able to stay open. They wouldn't be able to afford their light bill. <laughs> so anyway, I like to stay in areas where things are in my favor, you know. And and I'm telling you, if you look around, there's a bunch of stuff you can do with with stocks that are in your favor. There's a bunch of stuff you can do with these annuities now. It, it's amazing these old stodgy companies have come up, they, you know, they've changed. These are really modern ideas. Uh, the technical details that they needed to work out to get these things brought to the general public, no small task. By the way, it's no small task, it's no small task to get in them either. They screen. They don't let any just anybody. The average interview is about an hour. Think about that. They're going to they're going to interview you for about an hour to make sure that they want to do business with you. And they don't they're not required to take your money, by the way. They are not required to do business with you. Once you've entered into one of these agreements, now you hold all the cards. They can't get out of it. <laughs> That's why they're taking an hour to interview you <laughs> before you get into it. And that part's changed. I mean, I'm amazed at how difficult it is to go through that process to qualify for these things now. It's it blowing my mind. The uh, so anyway, and it's not all of them, um, but you know some of the more highly rated companies they want to can they want to protect those credit ratings. They don't want to have to take a bunch of uh, business from people that's going to be not profitable for them. Uh, it needs to work out for everybody. Uh, it needs to be good for you. It needs to be good for them. That's really the way it should be. You know, and uh, it's the way my business is structured. The better you do, the better I do. When you're not doing, when you're doing poorly, so am I. When your account value goes down, I get paid less. How about that? Yeah. How many of you would actually take that job? (laughs) Not too many. (laughs) I am pretty sure about that. But anyway, the, um, you know, I want to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about um, the lookout for the bull website. You know, it's up. We made a little tiny tweak. It should reduce down the number of stocks that you have to go through on a daily list. Sometimes there are, oh, could be 50 or 60 stocks. Yesterday there were 26. And that's a lot less than is normal. All these stocks have met a certain criteria. On the website, look out for the bull. There are instructions there on how to use it. Now, it, it's a lot like... Oh, learning how to drive a nail with a hammer. Okay, if when you're a kid, when you first start learning, I, I just don't know anybody who didn't learn how to drive a nail 
before they were uh, much older. But see, my dad started taking me to work with him when I was five. <laughs> and uh, by the time I was nine, I was going to work every single day that we were off from school. My dad was a carpenter. So I can tell you that uh, what it's like to hit your thumb with a hammer when you're holding a nail when you missed. <laughs> it doesn't seem that hard. And it's not that hard after you've been doing it for a long time. But initially, you know, it's, you got to be careful. And uh, same way with stocks. It's really not all that complicated. You can make it as complicated as you would like it to be. You can, you can, uh, people have written millions of pages of highly uh, complicated material on the stock market. And the vast majority of it, I'm going to tell you, it's a waste of time. It is absolutely a waste of time. Uh, it just makes a lot of people feel better about their decision-making process, and that's fine. If that's the way you are, then great. Read on. Memorize you know, all 8,000 pages of the generally accepted accounting principles <laughs> if it makes you feel better. <laughs> it's not going to matter much uh, except that it makes you feel better. And 90% of investing is being confident in what you're doing. So, yeah, if, if that's what you need, then you should do that. If you don't want to get that involved, I'm going to, over the next few weeks, I'm going to show you a bunch of shortcuts. What do you really need to pay attention to? Well, if your goal is to make money right away, then you need to pay attention to price movement. If your goal is to pay less in taxes to be able to pick stocks that are going to do very well in the future... I mean, in a long-term future, and you're willing to hang on to it and go through all the ups and downs and all the gyrations, well, then you need to know some of the things that come up on financial statements. We'll cover those too. What I'm going to cover right now is this is a very specific method of managing money. There's no one way to manage money. There's no one best way to manage money. Now, here I got 60 seconds left. I feel bad. So I'm going to give you a couple of names of stocks that, that came up. Uh, on the list and Alliance data, ADS came up. Price to sales ratio in this thing is 0.41. It closed at 83.15 uh, yesterday. And by the way, that was Thursday. Uh, I am pre-recording this, so I don't know what it's going to do today. But when you look at, that is the perfect cup and handle pattern that William O'Neill talked about. Okay. Uh, it actually is a little consolidation. You, there are tons of different names for this because people like to put their own spin on things. Um, and if it helps them understand it, great. I'm all for it. But that one's got a pretty classic breakout pattern. And here's another one that uh, has been around. And actually, uh, Jerry calls into the show quite often. He had asked me about this a long time ago. It's AOSL. And uh, that is uh, Alpha Omega Semiconductor. And you all know how I feel about semiconductors. Well, this one's price of sales ratio is only 0.65. I hear the music. That means I'm going to have to go. I, I apologize. I will talk more about the Lookout for the Bull website next week and uh, uh, managing individual stock portfolios. Hope you guys have a good week, good investing, and good luck. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. 
If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. 